Hey everybody, welcome to the DO Live Marketing Show. Today I have a very exciting guest, Paul Samblosky. Paul, I'm a constant name hack, so if I just absolutely chop that up, you gotta correct me. Right? That's, uh, that's, ex that's very, very good. <laughs> awesome. And Paul comes to us today from Phoenix, Arizona. That is the beauty, the democracy of the web and building the network on LinkedIn is that I sit in Youngstown, Ohio, and I've got this network. Paul's a part of it. He's a thought leader obsessed with outcomes and informed optimists. You filled out talking about joining the DLI marketing show about, I think, marketing operations. But I am more curious, first of all, how are you and how are things with you and obviously managing through this entire crazy world that we're living in today? Yeah, I tell you, you know, just when you think it settles down, you know, something else emerges and it and it changes. But um, we have a pretty small bubble, you know, uh, with our family here. We've got two little granddaughters. Uh, Patty's parents uh, live here in the valley. My son lives here in the valley. So we're all safe. Um, we're all healthy. Um, as my uh, my colleague says, uh, uh, I'm getting I'm I'm even getting tired of my own cooking. So. Uh, <laughs> I, um, well, I, well, I'll tell you, I, I like in my house during especially quarantine to the scene in Goodfellas when the guys were like in the joint cooking in the back room and they're always preparing these elaborate meals every night. But uh, that's what we were going through like seven nights a week. I come from a big Italian family. Sunday's the big dinner day, but like literally it was seven nights a week. And at, the, at one point I was just like, I can really go for some fast food. Like that would just be a nice change of pace right now. So yeah, uh, same here. I I've been cooking for I don't know twenty five years plus. Uh, so I do all the cooking in in our house. It's just Patty and I. And yesterday we were just kind of looking at each other, and we have a little restaurant called Lucy's that's uh, two blocks away. We're in kind of West Phoenix, so we just decided to walk down. They have a real nice outside patio. We had a couple glasses of wine and, and, you know, just, just to get out for a while. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. So tell me, you know, in your LinkedIn, in, in your LinkedIn profile, it has informed optimists. And I don't know if we start there and we talk a little bit about you, your background and what you do. Um, well, uh, I, 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 I like the term informed optimist because sometimes even if you are informed, you can be a pessimist, <laughs> but, um, I just, uh, you know, I have spent a lot of my career in and around the healthcare space. Okay. And I can't imagine there being uh, any more disruption in healthcare than what has happened, I would say, even in, in the last year. Sure. And I think the new entrants that are circling the wagons, I think technology and this concept of marketing operations uh, is, is a real pivot. And uh, I think there's a lot to be optimistic about because I think with these pivots, we can really deliver care to the communities around the country in a different way. And I think as evidenced by the, uh, you know, the rise in, in tech, people using technology uh, across all categories and age groups. Uh, so that's gonna allow, I think, healthcare to really permeate into the communities, to really look at early detection and prevention uh, in, in a way that we haven't been able to do before. 
And you, you as an independent consultant right now work with healthcare primarily in the marketing landscape operations. Um, you've got that background. Is that what you're independently consulting on now? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting, Dennis. I'm, uh, I, in, in many cases, I'm consulting the consultants. Um, I'm being asked to provide C-suite insight Mm-hmm. to marketing agencies, to strategy agencies about, you know, what do you think about this? What, you know, how does this sound? What, what, you know, what would the C-suite talk about? And helping these groups better understand what's really taking place inside with, you know, based on, on my background. And, and again, getting back to this, this whole concept of, of, you know, marketing operations, I, I just really believe it's going to be uh, a very powerful tool uh, for healthcare organizations to build themselves and for agencies to sell a consultative service like that to yep. the healthcare space. You know, it's, it's interesting. And I, my background comes out and started in healthcare sales and marketing and um, you know, for quite some time, I worked for GE Healthcare in a billion-dollar healthcare IT portfolio, and I, you know, it, it's a numbers game with a lot of healthcare vendors. Um, you know, ultimately they want to help people, but it's it's a numbers game. Publicly traded company. I used to say all the time, and I still preach this because I have healthcare clients now that this is the one area of marketing that you can have a direct impact and see the direct impact on a person's life or their family's life. And there's other things that we do. And, you know, I get it, you know, you can always make more money and I don't want to discount the financial people in the financial marketing, but the the health, if you don't have your health, you don't have nothing. So I always said like, we can't make it about the boxes. We have to make it about the people and the people that we're fixing. And, and um, I just came out of working with a client um, through COVID where we, I think I did some of the most meaningful work that I've done in my career, launching a teletherapy solution for physical therapy. Um, you know, just the, the, the gravity of that, of like, here's what we need to deliver. Like, here's our part. Um, so I, I completely understand where, where you, you say that. Um, and I think that a lot of, you know, healthcare agent, agencies, kind of miss that a little bit when they're going in and I'm glad to see they're tapping into your expertise. So like, how do we talk the language? Like, how do we really learn the industry? Right? Yeah. Well, a couple of interesting things that you said, uh, you know, uh, we're professional marketers. So our world is language uh, and how we use language. And I tell the people that I work with, you need to be, you need to stop, being obsessed with your selling process and start being obsessed with your client's buying process. And that's really difficult for marketing people because we're emotional, you know, we, 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 you know, we want to get involved and it's hard to flip that uh, scale and start saying, well, how do I buy? And even language, uh, you know, we've got to stop talking about marketing budgets and start talking about investment strategies. You know, what are our investment strategies to, to grow our service line? That's different from, you know, sitting across the table from a financial guy and, and all they're saying is numbers going out the door 
um, and, and not the performance measurement and reporting, which is what marketing operations is all about. We have to think of marketing operations just like we think about IT, our finance, our strategy, our business development. It's, we have to have the same kind of disciplines. Our tactics are, are, are different, but we got to look at, um, you know, increasing efficiencies, driving results, focusing in on strategy, even infrastructure. Uh, at Texas Health, I dismantled an entire marketing communications org chart, eliminated all 90 positions and rebuilt it. Really? Because I, I couldn't see how, you know, somebody who's been writing newsletters for 30 years is going to help us drive a digital strategy. Right. So, you know, do we have the right talent? You know, what about our process engineering? Do we have organizational alignment? I think those kinds of things are, are just going to continue to be elevated inside these organizations. You know, uh, uh, you know, bu budgets were and margins were slim before all this stuff started. Right now, there's going to be even increasing pressure on on really on growth. And and the other thing you said I think is really important. We've been in the business of looking at incident procedures and looking at contribution margin related to incident procedures. We need to start looking at, at, at our customers broader and saying, what's the lifetime purchase value of dentists worth to our healthcare organization? And how do we capture as much as that as we can? Right. Because dentists has gone to a CVS or a Walmart on average 26 times a year, and we get none of that revenue. So it's not even trying to convince you of things. It's capturing what you're already doing. Yeah, I think just keeping them into the, into the ecosystem is such an important aspect of it. And I think that even, you know, even broadly beyond that with the number of clients that I work with is that they're so fixated on that net new customer. And obviously understand it's the lifeblood. And, and, but at the same note, it's like, what, what is the LTV of, of that customer over the span of a year, five years, 10, 15 years? And, and the thing that obviously, you know, we get uncomfortable with is that we live in a capitalistic med medical society, right? And so we don't ever want to be not sensitive to the one side of it is that as patients, we're market share. That sounds kind of cold and callous, but the reality is, is that we want a continuum of care with the people that are in the patient's ecosystem within the health system to hopefully provide them with better outcomes. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think the events of the last, you know, six months to a year have really exposed how fractured our health systems are. Yeah. Uh, you know, even, even here in Phoenix, th there's, you know, there's no real collaboration between the systems. You know, there, there's no, we're not hearing anything from the healthcare leaders about what they're doing in the community, how, they're, how it's benefiting us, how, they're, how are they gonna protect us six months from now? What do we need to be looking for? None of that, none of that is, is really happening. And I think that's causing a lot of anxiety and confusion. Uh, and, you know, we, we need to step into this. Uh, 
you know, uh, the research continues to show that um, doctors and nurses and healthcare leadership are trusted. And I think trust has taken an enormous punch in the gut uh, in the last year. So how do we, you know, how do we regain that, that trust? How do we go, go out into the community and, and talk to people? Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we should be one of the most emotionally connected industries in the world. And sometimes we're described uh, amongst other organizations like the tobacco industry or the IRS. And, uh, you know, we need, we need to do better. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. Now, when you, when you start talking about marketing operations, you know, one of the things that I start to think about, you know, and you, you started talking about processes and personnel, do you also include like the technology stack as to like what it's taking now to kind of run a marketing department or organization? Because the, it's, you know, Mar MarTech, as it's known as, is, what a two billion dollar to five billion dollar industry at this point it's gone from if there's one flavor of a of social media listening tool now there's 500 on the market um is that also something that you you kind of take a look at and see what people are running their systems on and and make some analysis from there yeah uh there's a lot being written uh again that margins were thin before they're going to be even thinner now but the demand for telehealth services is going to require technology investments and how those technology investments uh, are built in to the organization are going to be different. How we're going to market telehealth services. It's going to be different. I was uh, talking to a client a couple of weeks ago that their, their primary care is going to go as touchless as possible. And they said, you know, we have the technology infrastructure, but we're not sure how to communicate it. So I think technology, data, and analytics will be, uh, will be a critical, critical element. I, I think of marketing operations really as, as six broad strokes. Investment strategies we talked about, performance measurement and reporting, process engineering. How are we doing this? Is our process efficient? talent management, do we have the right people, organizational alignment, are we directly aligned with our organization's growth and technology, data, and analytics? So uh, digging, in, digging into one of the six of, of, of rather uh, a lot of interest here, and I, I, I let you know that um, I'm going to end up running uh, out of uh, our interview here at the sure. top of the hour. I teach a social media marketing class at a local university. And students get tired of, you know, just like kind of your kids get tired of dad and mom preaching the same message. So when it comes from a fresh set of, you know, comes on a fresh set of uh, mouth to ears, it maybe means a little bit more um, or, or resonates more. In that you said talent management. So when, when I play this back for the 25 students in, in that class, what do you see in a lot of organizations you know, looking in their marketing organizations, what are they looking in as far as skill set, attitude, behavior, any of those things as, as they're hiring entry-level marketing positions for talent coming out of college? Yeah, well, I'm hearing across the country that marketing budgets and staff are being cut anywhere from 20 to 40%. 
So if we're going to be doing more with less, we need people that have a different kind of talent that are more strategically uh, focused, that are more performance management focused. You know, uh, marketing operations is, isn't project management. It's, it's looking at different structures. You know, do we have the talent um, to look at, um, uh, you know, reaching out to consumers and understanding why they buy, what motivates them, what challenges them? Uh, do we have somebody who focuses in on that? And this isn't looking at patient SAT scores. Right. This, th this is almost, you know, as you know, this is almost a Procter and Gamble, you know, what colors motivate people? You know, how are we going to track? Um, at Texas Health, we even created, when you, when you got your own uh, personal site, we created a mechanism that based on your search history, your homepage would change. Oh, no way. So that it kept updating and updating and updating, and that way we could feed you relevant content. Um, you know, one of the things that you guys talked about uh, in uh, one of your documents, or, or you know, on, on your site was this, you know, this whole concept of, you know, brands looking to create awareness and generate leads. I would even take it further and say today, it's not so much about brand awareness as it is about brand relevance. So how do, you know, I, I might know 50 brands, okay. but there are certain ones that are relevant to me. So as a student, you know, the, the, uh, I would, again, I would really not so much focused on the tactical mechanisms, uh, but on the, the, the strategic mechanisms that what you can bring to the table. Could you, could you go look at your data and analytics, go to your boss and say, hey, I've noticed a really interesting trend with women between the ages of 35 and 45. They're searching for these things. They're plugging into these uh, articles. They want to know information. We should think about a strategy specifically focused on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting dynamic. You know, I I have a client right now where, you know, I asked them, you know, from a technology perspective, are are we utilizing anything for um, our social media management and strategy, a social media management tool, and and they're not, and it's like, and and the qualitative is we'd really love to have one that would make our life better, and I was and I said, well, you know, I I. I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm and you can't make up for the experience with that response to say like, we'll get this approved. We just need the quantitative information that can go along with selling this to the CEO as to why we're going to invest in X. Right. And yeah. Then that's a big part of, you know, the operations conversation is, if somebody's going to invest into technology or if they're going to invest into personnel, what is, you know, qualitative, yeah, it's going to make our life better. Great. But is it, is there, are there numbers associated? And young people a lot of times don't understand that, right? You've got to package that up. Yeah. Uh, my, my history in dealing with, with finance is, you know, being able to walk in there and say, would you give me a million dollars if I could prove I could bring you 20 million in downstream revenue? 
and I'll show you how I can prove it. Would you, would you, would you be willing to do that? You know, so the conversation uh, rotates from getting investment dollars to proving what percent of that new business you could directly attribute to your communications and social media strategy. So, right. you know, and that's a conversation that a finance person is going to say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. That right. kind of ratio. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that is, uh, that is absolutely interesting. Um, you know, you've been at it for a little while in, in the healthcare world. And I think that we touched obviously upon, you know, the current, uh, the current events is unprecedented of anything that we've seen, um, at least in my 20 year career in, in healthcare, healthcare related marketing. Um, how has healthcare changed from the time that you've started in it uh, from the marketing PR side to what you're currently doing today over the, over the body of work of what you've done? Well, I, you know, I think it's moved um, from being very traditional uh, you yeah. know, in, into something today, the complete opposite end of the scale. You know, I don't think billboard campaigns on joint replacement are going to work. Uh, I don't know if you saw today, there was a news story that an East Coast hospital system is being sued for using the words best doctors, hospital and customer service and life-changing medicine. They, the, the, the lawyers called it puffery phrases. Now imagine that 25 years ago. You know, everybody said the best hospitals, the best doctors. We got them, you know, highest technology. Yeah. That's I mean, it's on, it's on U.S. News, their, yeah. annual, their annual best doctors in the U.S. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I, I you know, was it's talking interesting. to a friend. At, at GE Healthcare, we used to go through regulatory and legal, and it, it was a rather strenuous pro, uh, process with them. And uh, we couldn't say, uh, we, we, we could only say things like impact. It will yeah. not improve your life. It will, it, 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 it could potentially impact. Yeah, um, you can't I, I couldn't. I couldn't use the word most. You know, right. most care sites. You know, in Dallas, I, I couldn't use it. You, you know, well, you, but you don't have one there. I didn't say that. I just said most. We, yeah. we have by you know by numbers the most. Um, and like like I said, I I think you know the hotel health space, how we talk about it, uh, is going to really change marketing dialogue. Uh, moving away from those puffery phrases into things again that have relevance for people, uh, I and I think that's going to be really, really exciting. Good stuff, Paul Zimblowski joining us today on the DLI Marketing Show presented by iSynergy. Paul, we'd love to have you back on. We were awarded LinkedIn Live, and we're going to be launching on LinkedIn Live within the next week or two. We've done three hundred plus episodes on Facebook Live. Uh, and excited to take this whole thing in a new direction. I promise you, we'll come back to have you on. So I really appreciate uh, your participation today. I got to run. I got to go teach a class uh, of students in social media marketing. But thank you very much, sir, for dropping on by. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We'll see you. Take care. Bye.